Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio with my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Uh, But are you actually... No, I'm not actually here. I'm still... No, by now I'll probably be back. Um, (laughs) Isn't this a fun game for the listeners? (laughs) Right. Isn't it so fun that you have no idea in the world where I am? Yeah. You're like Carmen Carmen San Diego, Diego, bitch. Because I look great in red Mm -hmm. and I have flowing hair. Yeah. But yes, by now I'll probably be back from Italy. um, But because I was in Italy last week, we didn't record an episode for this week. So we're still off. But... We're not going to leave you high and dry. No, we're not leaving you hanging. This week, we're going to travel all the way back. I don't know if you remember this. The year 2018. There ever was a year? 2018? Yeah. Do you remember it? 2018? Oh. I just think when people think 2018, the first thing that comes to their mind is probably, oh, right. That is when Matt interviewed Quinta. Yeah. Quinta Brunson. And she cried about cake. Oh, Specifically, yeah. Food that is cake but looks like something else, which is now like an entire phenomenon. An entire terrible show on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, an entire show on Netflix. And luckily, Quinta Brunson is, I mean, she's always been a megastar, but now she is on her way to becoming probably an Emmy Award winning megastar. If I have anything to do with it. I don't because I don't vote for in the Emmys, but like I absolutely stand. So she is the star of the amazing Abbott Elementary. If you're not watching it, you absolutely should be. So yeah, we're going to play her amazing interview from all the way back in 2018. A ciao. See you next week. Our guest complainer today is Quinta Brunson, who is, wait for it, a quintuple threat. Oh my God. (laughs) Comedian, writer, actress, producer, internet superstar. Am I the first person to say that? You actually are. That is so strange. Nice. I mean, people love to be like quintessential, <laughs> but no one's ever said that was really Quintuple good. threat. Yeah, that well, was fun. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, Quinta. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, we like to get the uh, complaining ball rolling mm-hmm. uh, by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Yes. Disneyland is something that I cannot stand that everyone else seems to just be in love with. Yeah. See, I think this is the part where I would, like, someone in my mm-hmm. position would gasp. Right. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, see, I thought you might also hate <laughs> Disneyland. I did. Were you someone who went to Disneyland as a kid? 
I went to Disneyland once as a child, uh-huh. and I was six. So I'm from Philadelphia. We're not close to uh, Disneyland. But, right. you know, I'm around all these L.A. people, and they grew up with it. Right. Um, but I went when I was six. But even when I was six, I remember I felt the feeling of looking around and being like, <laughs> shit's whack. Like, I don't what know. Can yeah. we go back to Universal Studios? I was so—I loved Universal. Right. But Disney World and Land— because I went to Florida to Disney World, right? That's where the world is. Right, and right. I just was over it. And I'm not a big Disney kid, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Didn't, I, I liked Mulan. And then someone ignorantly, no, they were right. I was ignorant. Someone very rudely told me that Mulan's not a princess. And I was like, well, fuck it then. Call the whole thing off. I don't like any of them. Okay, <laughs> fine. Canceled. Excuse me. Yeah, I think it's like it, so many people have gone there as children. Yeah. And then they're still like so emphatic about they it love as adults because it. Oh it reminds them of their childhood. But I went for the first time when I was like 23. <laughs> and it's like the, all of the magic is just gone. It's just gone. You know what it is? Lines, overpriced food. Mm-hmm. Rides that really don't have any oomph. I like rides. And right, right. I, Pirates of the Caribbean to me is, why am I, you know, I just feel very, I don't have children either, so it's not fun to see them live in the magic. Right. I don't like Disney. Recently, one of my friends, Eugene, you know him, he just had his birthday there, and like he he was like, Quinta, I know you hate this, but you have to come. And I'm like, why would you have your birthday party at the place on earth I hate the most? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, this is on you now. It, 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 exactly. And so, you know, he was upset with me. And I just, I was just like, I can't bear it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's it. weird, A, to talk to the character, like the mm-hmm. princess is there, where they'll talk to you. And I'm like, we're both, we're both real people we're right real now. We're real people. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a child. <laughs> You don't have to, like, pretend to be Santa Claus in front of me. Let's be real. Next time I go, I want to, like, when one of the princesses starts talking to me, I want to grab her hand. I'm like, hey, listen. Listen. I know you were drunk last night. So was I. Neither of us wants to be here. Right. (laughs) Just curse for me one time. Just, like, swear. (laughs) Just do something. I know you're upset about the State of the Union, and I know your period's probably on. It's okay. Yeah. Just say that. I want to, maybe I should go undercover and be Tiana so I can, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, start telling kids real facts. Right, about right. Yeah. yeah. One day you'll die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think there is also a lot of hidden messages that, like, I'm pretty sure Splash Mountain, I went on it once, and it's like the storyline is terrifying. The Like, I'm pretty sure a rabbit, like, gets an abortion. That's one of my main issues. So when I went there as an adult, I've only been twice, and as an adult was one of them. And I was on a gummy. I had a, a weed gummy. And I wasn't doing too hot. But Splash Mountain was the climax to my breakdown <laughs> because they have a part at the end where there is a rabbit and he's hanging yeah. Hit, that's traumatic for a young black girl in America. The rabbit is hanging and there's fire. And I just want it off. I turned to my friends. I was like, I have to get off the ride. I have to. Get, I started losing it. I was looking for a pool switch or something to stop it. <laughs> and after that, there's the drop. Right. So thank God. But I don't I don't really like it there. Yeah. And everyone else loves it. And I think that everyone needs to grow up. Right. Yeah. So. So an important lesson. <laughs> I don't feel, now there's a trail of me everybody. not liking Disneyland. Like, right. you can look up other... I've just never... Whatever. Yeah. So, you know life as a as a star on the internet. Yes. What are, what are some of the pitfalls of being an internet personality? 
I think one of the pitfalls is being called a YouTuber no matter what. Right. Because I think there's a difference between a YouTuber and then someone who makes content right. for the internet. And while there are people who are YouTubers and self-identify as YouTubers, <laughs> that that is not what I am. And mm-hmm. so that's one of those words for me where I'm like, I don't like to hear that. But then people from traditional consider every person who has ever, you know, done, done anything on the internet. A YouTuber. And that's yeah. really frustrating. I think another pitfall is just like, trying to figure out what your version of famous is. Mm -hmm. Because there's also that thing where people know you, but they don't want to admit that you're famous because you're on the internet. Right. And, And in reality, I feel like you know this too, like more people know about you than maybe the lead character on NCIS, right? Mm hmm but they don't want to admit that. And so it's weird because not only does it create a relationship, a weird relationship between you and your audience, but when it comes to talking about money too, it's Mm -hmm. like you kind of know your impact is grand. Right. Yet people who don't have as much reach but are on TV or were in a movie are getting paid more than you for not as much work even. Right. So that's a strange part. Um, another weird part is, speaking of Disneyland, the one time I did go. <laughs> it all I really, comes back. It all comes back because people will, all of a sudden they lose it. They they think you're one of the characters. Yeah. They think you're one. So they, they you know, they line up, they take pictures. And it's like, this is not what, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, this is not okay. It's not fine. So there's that weird thing of um, what kind of famous and people can't see this but I'm using like quotation marks you know I know what I am I know I'm a weird version of famous but that's a weird space that I think we occupy I don't know do you relate to that yeah well it reminded me sometimes it's just like people see you on the internet and make assumptions about who like who you are I Mm -hmm. I don't know there's like a weird type of celebrity culture that has Mm -hmm. existed for so long yes yeah where it's like just equating seeing someone Mm -hmm. on a screen it means like that person has certain things right and and then being like that yeah no that is famous and then there's just like you who had a very successful show and was on everyone's dashboard but I think the language of what fame is and isn't is Really interesting. And it's fine. No one's complaining. Like, we're going through it. We're going—I think we're caught up in this weird um, media change, right? We're we're in the middle of a huge, huge media shift or whatever. So I don't expect anyone to know any better than I do myself. Right, right. That's a strange part. Talk me through your worst moment on stage or worst moment, worst show, worst moment interacting with an audience. My worst show was recent where I had to host—I was hosting a show at UCB Sunset— and the show itself was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Wrong For You. And we have, I had comics go up who got to be wrong for the audience. So everything the audience is, you know, afraid of being wrong about, they can yell it out. And I took it upon myself to do this bit in the middle of bringing comics up. The comics killed it. But I don't like hosting because it makes me very vulnerable. Right. And you have to be responsible for keeping the audience's energy level up. It, it bothers me. And like my stand-up, is is pretty much routine. I have right. jokes that I've written, but when you're hosting, you're out there on the fly, and, uh, you know, things can go left real quick. <laughs> so I had been drinking, and I just hate hosting. It makes me feel so vulnerable and open. And someone yelled out, I was like, tell me something you want me to be wrong about. And, uh, and someone yelled out, fetishes. And I was like, fetishes, yeah. Hey, I like to get my boobs sucked. And then everyone's just like silent. And I was like, ah, damn it. Went there. (laughs) Too dark, too dark. And then you never think to stop. You're like, let me keep going. Right, right. So I just go on a rant about 
uh, getting boob sucked. And I think that that was probably my worst moment hosting. <laughs> Besides that, stand-up's always pretty, like, it's always pretty good. I don't yeah. really bomb too often, you know, right, too often. Right. Stand-up feels good. I go up there and say jokes, but hosting's a terrible experience. Yeah. Really. People who can do it, I mean, amazing. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on stage tonight. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I saw you worked with children um, <laughs> on some episodes, or at least an episode yes, of uh, Quinta yes. vs. Everything, yes, right? Yes, What is a moment that a child has ruined for you? <laughs> um, I don't like when kids are running around and they're not supposed to be. Yeah. So at restaurants recently, I was on a, a date, a double date, my boyfriend and, um, you know, our friends were on a date, and there were kids just running around in this restaurant and so much so that the waitress couldn't even get through. Uh, she couldn't like, she she couldn't even get past these children. She's stressed out. She's a waitress at a busy restaurant on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need this. So that bothers me because it, there are levels. There's parents not parenting, uh, thinking their children are God's gifts to the earth. And right. Yeah, sure they are, but so are everybody else's kids. Like your kids <laughs> aren't special. Move them out of the aisle. Right. So I saw the lack of parenting. I see my frustrated girl right here, the waitress. So I make eyes with one of the kids, one little girl. I caught eyes with her, and I was like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, and I was like, sit down. So then she and her like little child friend there were like four of them four little girls they they walked away then they came back they came to our table and apologized to us and that was so nice you know i don't yeah. know if her parents sent her over there or what but they were only like five or something and her and a friend came over there and was like we're sorry and i was like 
better head. But <laughs> you should be thinking about this. You for the should, rest of the day. but it shouldn't be up to me to like discipline. I don't like when children run up and down escalators. I might be having a great night at the cheesecake factory, but then when I'm leaving, a child is running up and down <laughs> the escalator. Ruins the whole night. It does though, because I don't like it. Because if they fall and I see it, I have to see. Little Timmy busts his head open on an escalator, and then the shoelace gets caught, and then his foot gets eaten by the escalator. Yeah. And those are the articles you read about, but you never expect to be there for. And that's right. what that's setting me up for. Right. So I don't like it. Yeah, you don't want to have to throw <laughs> up a delicious meal that you purchased at the Cheesecake Factory. At the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> if you could ban children from any establishment. Restaurants. Restaurants. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. I like. I don't like children being at anywhere where, like, if I fall down, like, I might kill them. Okay. Okay. Because that is a concern for me. I'm a large person. How like, often is that? Um, are you in those? Is that just any circumstance yeah, like, when you're around? Once or twice a day, I feel like I go to like a daycare and then it, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> once, once or twice a day, you go to a daycare? Right. I just stop by. Sometimes okay. they're like handing out crackers and juice. And I'm like, you know, I fall down and yeah. someone you gets killed. Kill and then them. it's like a thing. Um, <laughs> let's say you're at a party. Okay. What is the worst thing someone could come up to you and talk to you about? <laughs> like... This hasn't happened to me, but it happened to a friend of mine uh, and a a drunk girl of the Caucasian persuasion came up to her and just started being like, what am I supposed to do as a white feminist? And I was like, <laughs> and I, I, it was, I was a, um, what do you call it? I was a casualty. I was a bystander. Right. I was an innocent uh, party who got caught up in the crossfire. But that was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful to watch. If you're just trying to, Enjoy yourself at a party. And it and the girl was trying to do the right thing. But you're at a party. Chances are you probably don't want to talk about the intricacies of feminism in America <laughs> at a Halloween party. You know what I mean? Right. You're you're in a costume. You don't want to that's not really the subject matter. So to me, that's one of the worst things I think someone could come up to me and talk about. Okay. Um yeah. that's not what I want to discuss at a party. Right. You know? Yeah. But at the times we live in we live in have Made me stop going to parties. Right, there are no parties. There's anymore. no parties. <laughs> I play Mario Kart. Yeah, and that's it. You do your best to just live. Yeah, I do, and Get I don't by. avoid those spaces. <laughs> Honestly, it makes sense. Right. I don't think anybody blames you. Thanks. I'm not mad at anyone who needs to talk about it, but uh, right. You know, whatever. Let's end on a, a game. I guess that. Why don't we try calling it something different this time? Okay. We'll test it on you. Okay. Um, this is a game I like to call Fucked or So Fucked, Ooh. where we have a list of topics. I'll randomly pick one. Okay. And then you tell me if it's fucked or so fucked. Okay. Both of them are bad. Okay. Thought so. Um, one is just worse. Okay. Cakes that look like other Why would food. you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Oh, my God. The rage that just built up in me. That was one. That was one tweet of mine. I think we might have combed through some of your tweets. You did. For this. That's really good because that was one that sent me into a spiral. Because with my efforts to try to be positive all the time, tweeting that made me feel bad. I was like, I didn't stick to my own, uh, you know, set of of what do you call it, my convictions. But I had to say it. I oh man, it truly. I am. Fr- they can't see. I'm holding my <laughs> neck out of front. I hate it so. Much. It makes my jaw lock up. I really don't like it. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm hot. I'm like, <laughs> writing up. oh my God. This I is like, so there much. have been, I've I'm seen uh, cakes that are, are made to look like deep dish pizza. Can you please stop uh, to cry? 
There was a cake. <laughs> you are like physically affected. I hate affected them right. so much. I don't think anyone gets it. Everyone thinks it's funny. I'm going to cry. I hate them so much. I'm going to break It gives you a physical reaction. It really does. I feel like I'm breaking out in hives. Oh, I hate them so much. <laughs> there are tears in your eyes. <laughs> so, so fucked. I think we can agree. Oh, God. Um, okay, let's move on. I don't want you to, to leave here oh, in a too emotional so of a state. I did see a cake that uh, was actually cut into it, and it was fruit. Can you please, it that doesn't bother me as fruit much. Fruit disguised as cake. That doesn't bother. That doesn't bother me as much. It's when <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk about them. I hate them so much. You would have thought one assaulted me on a train yeah. or something. I don't know why, but I hate them so much. Everyone, I think everyone has little OCD things. I, I knew a person that didn't like when on the train bubbles formed in the, uh, oh God, the, the windows or whatever. Like that would send them into a spiral. This is the thing for me that really. <laughs> I, I feel like I, oh, I have, yeah, like brought up a really dark. I don't know what it is. Now I want to see a psychologist because I'm so <laughs> sad. I'm more so, I'm not mad at you. I just like can't believe how this makes me feel. It makes yeah. me feel so terrible. Well, but now I'm we know. We one. know to avoid this subject <laughs> at all costs. Is there any one food that you would... Can you... That is, no. <laughs> okay. Moving on. No. Um, seeing people miss the bus. Oh, wow. It's just a sad thing. You yeah. know, it's it's... There are levels, it, but it is so fucked because, man, that it seems funny, but it's not. That person's whole day is ruined. Yeah. If they were running for the bus in the first place, they had to be somewhere at a certain time. If they don't get there on time, maybe their boss fires them. Maybe they can't feed their family of four because, you know, of that. So to me, it's just this vicious cycle that just starts from missing the bus. And it's even worse when, like, the bus driver, you when they could stop, I know you have to stay on your schedule. Right. But you could have you could have just opened the door and let yeah. them fly on really quickly. But those bus drivers are like, nope, got a schedule. <laughs> Take it easy, Roy, and let the person on the bus. You know what I mean? Right. Because those five minutes can make like a huge difference for people. Yeah. So it's a similar thing as like TSA agents, yeah. where it's like Napoleon. Like Ugh. suddenly you are a dictator. It's ridiculous because you're in a position to open or close a door. <laughs> And, yeah. Their power can be too much for people. Right, And that's what right. I see with those people who miss the bus. It's, like, it's sad. Um, Lyft drivers who don't care whether you live or die. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That is rough. Um, so, you, yeah, this is crazy. The tweet pull up. This is wild. Um, yeah. You know, it's just that feeling of, like, is this where I go today? Yeah. In the back of a, a Lyft with my driver who speaks little to no English, so I can't even have a conversation about, like, <laughs> life before this right. happens. And, yeah, it's, like, really rough. Um, it sh- shouldn't be a lot. I think they should do a little bit more screening about right, right. what's going on. And I think, you know, citizens have to do their part and mm-hmm. make sure we give feedback. But I've been in quite a few lifts out here where it's like, you know, it's not just you in a car, right? Like, it's, I'm back. I'm back here. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want when you're by yourself. Yeah. Cut through four lanes of traffic, but I'm back here, you know? Yeah. And you don't even want this headline, so please drive safely. <laughs> oh, I'm back here. But, yeah, that's a real hurt piece. Also, I think that Lyft should have a silent button. Oh, you know how yes. on the train there's the silent car? Yeah. 
there should be that for Lyft. Right. Because you just never, you never know what someone's going through. And sometimes you don't want to chitter chatter. And no matter what, you feel like a huge asshole when you're like, hey, I don't really want to talk right now. Yeah. There's no way to say that and not feel like an asshole. Right, so, right. I think a silent button would be you call your Lyft and you're like, you know what? I'd like a silent Lyft today. Yeah. It is amazing. I take, I live in New York and I feel like I take a lot of taxis and, uh-huh. you know, you're like putting your life in someone's hands. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's you think about actually it. actually insane. Yeah. It's like, you're a complete stranger to me, but I'm trusting you with my life. To drive me to, yeah. so, it's wild. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Driving in LA to me is worse than driving in New York. At yeah. least New York is, you know, it's mostly, uh, you know, British. You have right. street. LA is really all over the place. And so when they drive crazy, you're, it could be the difference in you getting hit and you flipping off the side of a, of, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's crazy. There's you got, too many hills it's too for many you to hills. be fucking around. Last time a driver was driving crazy, I was on the way to Malibu. And, I mean, if something goes wrong, you were in the ocean. And so that's why it's like it's a little rough to yeah. imagine. Uh, I'll end on this one because I want to know. Um, you apparently have a problem with D2 the Mighty Ducks sequel. <laughs> what was my tweet? Y'all might hate me for this, I was but drunk. D2, the Mighty Ducks, is a poorly put together movie. Yeah, it was. I watched it. It's just poor, it's just poorly put together. I should note this tweet was sent at 3.52 a.m. A.m., yeah, I was drunk. I was so <laughs> drunk. I was drunk. And then I started live tweeting the whole thing. Like, right. it was a new movie that came out. But uh, I love it. And people who... And we don't like to acknowledge that sometimes the things we love are bad. Yeah. You know, it goes for movies, people, whatever. It's it's something we have to get over. But I was watching the movie and I was like, no, I need to say this. This movie is not well written, well done. It's not even well acted. We loved it because it was D2, The Mighty Ducks. We all love D1. And so we were going to see it. It had our faves. We just wanted to see what Charlie was up to and what new adventures they were going next. But it wasn't a well put together movie. And right. I just thought that was important to say. Especially with everyone being so nostalgic about everything. Like, oh, the 90s were the best. Were they, though? Like, stuff sucked a lot. Yeah. And we loved it, but stuff sucked. And that's okay. Things can suck. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to say, hey, that fucking sucked. And I don't have a problem with it. I I love the movie still. Another example of this, and this is a shame because this is the third podcast I've talked about this movie on, but the movie Daddy's Home, I, like, love but it has a lot wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> like everything. Like everything. But, you know, I do, like, love it, you yeah. know. But it, it has so much wrong with it, and that's okay. Right. It's imperfect. That's one of those movies you watch on an airplane, and it's like, I'll yeah. allow it up here. And that's what happened. I saw it on an airplane. And, you know, when you're on an airplane, you can really take those movies and be like, this is genius. As soon as you land, <laughs> yeah. you're like, that was the worst thing right. I've ever it's seen. It's the elevation. It's the elevation and the Bloody Mary. And you're just like, oh, I love this. But, yeah, you can love something and it can be bad. And so yeah. that's what I wanted people to know with D2. The I think that's a good lesson to apply to the world. Yeah. Um, and a great note to end on. That's wonderful. This was a great event sesh. <laughs> Before we go, where can people find you and your work? Yes, they can find me um, on, what am I trying to say? <laughs> what, what, I'm blanking. Uh, my, I am on the internet. My Twitter is Quinta Brunson. Mm-hmm. I might be deleting it soon, so I don't know. There's okay. a chance. Um, there, my Instagram is Quinta B. My Facebook page is Quinta B. And so you can find me on those those uh, mediums. Also, I will be starting a website soon. Since I'm going to delete my Twitter, I want a place for work I've done right. there to be held. 
um, yeah. Well, have fun and the beyond. Thank you. You'll be uh, better off than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. And that's it for our special rerun of our interview with Quinta Brunson. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming, If I Survived Italy. Ciao. Bye.